Hey everyone, it's 10 Types, joined by Uncommon Fossil, as always, and we are the Reasonably Effective Podcast. Uh, episode, uh, what episode is this? Eight, I think? Eight, I believe we're up to, yes. Uh, yeah, and so we're uh, going, preparing for, like, rotations coming up, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's kind of messy with, like, live and stuff. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you, you've migrated, you've been migrated for a little while, so how's... Just, just has it been with like live and stuff? Yeah, I mean, live's been fine. Um, yeah, it, it's simpler now that I migrated. I think I've said that right. I just have one account. I, uh, for, in terms of rewards, one thing, and, and there's it's a little buggy, um, but not too much. Mostly, it's it's kind of visual glitches, like the abilities don't highlight properly. Um, you, I know you like to mess around with the glitch where like you can take the prize cards out of the sleeve, so to speak, but it actually doesn't impact the gameplay, right? For the most part. I think one time I had a Pokemon that rather than picking which Pokemon was the, my starter, it just flung one out there. But I, you know, it, stuff like that doesn't happen too often, fortunately. Yeah, I haven't had it. I was going to say I haven't had it crashed in the past week. I'm not sure if that's true, but, um, <laughs> You know, it's it's working well enough, I guess, which is a good sign. Um, I don't know if they're getting better. It, it seems like it's getting a little better, which is uh, looking good. I think, uh, I don't know, because I, I, you said it's, it's much easier, my grid, not having two accounts. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm considering, I really don't want to migrate because it, like, isn't in a great spot. Um, and mm-hmm. it doesn't fill in with confidence. But also, if I want to play Scarlet and Violet, the new cards and post rotation like there's no reason to stick around a ptcgo um but then also i can't play themed i can't play uh i can't play legacy i wouldn't want to play legacy anyway but i can't play expanded can't play glc i don't really play too much glc anyway but um yeah it's it's like it's it's annoying i don't know i'm not sure i think but do you think i should migrate or do you think that's just i i think since you're waited this long i think i would recommend you wait until scarlet and violet drops um there's certainly a, a decent chance that live's going to have major issues now this last update actually fixed things and didn't really add too many issues the one thing i'm aware of is, is when a metal pokemon becomes active it makes a giant sound even though i have like all the volume muted in game but um you know i guess that's not the worst thing that could be happening but certainly with Scarlet Violet, there's a lot of new stuff happening. Um, uh, every expansion has caused major problems in live, and I think there's going to be a lot more players moving into moving to live, and the servers may get overwhelmed too. So, so there's, you know, there it may be a few days or even weeks that live is semi unplayable. So I might wait if I was you. Yeah, I'm probably going to do that. I mean, I really want to obviously record content for live mess, yeah. uh, with Scarlet Violet, mess around with the new stuff i can always like talk about a list but it's really like important to show it off and i have like obviously showed live stuff on my channel um yeah if you're watching this i'm interested uh, in hearing or listening i suppose if you're doing this uh viewing it through youtube or um if you're viewing it through some other platform which it may be out on um that sh- should hopefully be happening soon i'm not is that happening soon? Yeah, I, I've been we've I've been doing some work to figure out what we need to do to make this podcast actually a podcast, and I've converted these videos MP4 files to MP3s, which is one step. And and I've looked through uh, podcast ho- hosting platforms and got got a sense of that I think I know what platform to use and stuff. So maybe within the next week or so, we'll get the podcast out as a podcast itself, so, which which would be nice. 
Yeah, that'd be good. Um, but yeah, you said you said live. All right. You also you played with a uh, Mimikyu EX, right? Which is in I did live. right. Does that that like works fine, right? Yep. Yeah. There's no issues with it. And there's nothing tricky about the Mimikyu, right? It doesn't have any special abilities or the the what the terrestrial whatever that's called, right? Which I don't know. Yeah. That that's a new thing, right? Is it going to handle this other thing? And then his path going to shut it off, and it, which it shouldn't. But you know, who knows about that kind of stuff? Um, yeah, I, I feel like if if they have like small, like they've had bugs every like new every time they add like a new set, they have yeah. like bugs with some of the cards. That's kind of understandable. You know, it's it's good if for them to get it right. Uh, if they make if they have a few things that they get get like small things that are wrong, that's not the end of the world. Uh, they really need to get on it quickly. I'm yeah. more concerned either about the whole mechanic like not working, which it should work. It's pretty much the same as V's, mm-hmm. but there are chances it has glitches. Um, certainly very high chances. I think it has like serious glitches with the EX mechanic as a whole, and also, um, like if like the servers crash, that's really bad. So, I'm I'm nervous about that. Yeah, I, I'm getting a little more confidence. The more I played it, it like kind of works. I'm feeling a bit better. Yeah. Now I'll just give you the warning. Now, honestly, in terms of – you're going to have to migrate. And even if live isn't great, there might not be many people in PTCGO in a couple, once Scarlet and Violet drops too. So it's, it may get be a bit of a ghost town. But back in, like, December, I was at the point where I felt good about live because it had been maybe several weeks or a month without a big issue. They did an update, I think, mid-December, and then it, like, caused major issues that took them over two weeks to resolve where the game was almost unplayable. Like, if anybody played Mew, the game locked up. And so it was pretty It was so it was so pretty brutal. So I'm concerned that, you know, something to that level could happen again. Hopefully not, but don't Yeah, know. I hope not. Like, and that's with them messing up old cards, which, I, I mean, I don't really know what's going on behind the scene, but yeah. I, I, I hope it works out. I think that's it for live, right? I don't... Oh no, you've been doing you've been doing some other stuff in live too, right? I was doing yeah, just briefly. I've been looking at the live economy because because that's one of the things I, I I try to look at on on my channel as a budget player with what they do. And, and you have the three three uh, currencies, one of which is just for cosmetics, but then you have the crystals and the credits. The credits are really important because you actually can craft any card you want, and that's what you're going to have to use to access the new decks. Um, so you want to be able to turn crystals into credits because you get a lot of crystals, daily challenges, and on the uh, the battle pass. And, and there's a couple ways to do it. People generally say you buy celebrations packs, which isn't bad. But from my uh, research doing it myself, so I think the Shadow Rider League battle deck is actually the best bargain in terms of uh, the number of credits you get per crystal spent. So um, that's just my advice there. So. Uh, look at the Shadow Rider League battle decks. Just good for uh, getting a lot of credits, and then that'll if if you because if you want to build the new EX decks when they're out, you've got to have credits to craft the cards. That that's what we're going to be forced to do. Besides whatever they give us, obviously in the battle pass, and we'll find out that shortly. Yeah, I'm hoping I'm hoping they give us good stuff. Um, like <laughs> just probably Gardevoir or the legendaries or something. I I think they'll I I feel like they'll probably give us something all right. Yeah, uh, I feel like they'll give us something good. They pretty much, I think they've done a pretty good job with that in the past. Um, that's mm-hmm. one of the thing, the few things they have done a good job with. Um, it's like the yeah. accessibility. 
Right. Yeah. I I hope they give Gardevoir. My guess is Gardevoir will be the the free one because it seems like back with Lugia that was D deck. They made it free, and there'll be some other you know a decent second deck in the premium battle pass. The other thing, oh, just to mention because rotation's coming up, so all of the free starter decks are not going to be playable as they're currently built. So what are they going to do for that, for new players? Because I hope they give new players actually playable decks. And then for existing players like us, are they going to give us, if they drop new decks, are they going to give us new decks? Another thing to find out how they approach things. Yeah, I think I heard news. Um, I don't know if this is official or not, but that they were there were some like thoughts of possible new decks for starters for like the starter decks which is mm-hmm. very, obviously that's very important right now you get like in pcgo which i'm in you get mental might which is pretty <laughs> pretty awful right um it's 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 obviously not playable in standard like at all and even in theme format it's like not good no so uh, i yeah i hope they give us like i hope they make the decks a bit stronger as well they're like a bit iffy but uh, we'll, we'll see as long as they do something reasonable i think i'm fine with that mm-hmm. but if they if they have if they just leave it to rot and just don't give it players anything new and relevant, then that's problematic. Right, because the starter decks in PTCGO, they didn't get updated for, what, like eight years or something? Or maybe more? I'm, I'm not sure. They, they really just gave up on that, which, which really just showed a lack of concern for new players. So, but mm-hmm. we'll see. All right, so I think that's enough alive, right? We want to move on to happier uh, thoughts? Yeah, I, I, def- I definitely do. All right, so we've got our reasonably effective card of the day which is gudra v-star um which i had been looking partly we brought it up because i had done a deck on that recently the gudra lost zone bill but the, so just the gudra card it's gudra v-star um right it is 270 hp dragon type so no weakness and it's a very tanky pokemon rolling iron attack 200 damage which which is pretty good for three energy water, metal, colorless. Uh, but then during your next opponent's next turn, this po- this Pokemon takes 80 less damage from attack. So 270, and you add an extra 80 on top of it, you're not getting one shot really by anything. You have Altal that just knocks it out, obviously can take it out, but nothing can really do the damage to knock it out. And then you have Moisture Star ability, it's V-Star power, that lets you heal all the damage from this Pokemon, which of course you're gonna do once per game, as a V-Star power. So that makes it pretty tanky with a Gudra. If it's in the active, and as long as it doesn't get gusted out, which is always a risk, it, your opponent really has to three hit one of them. They hit into it, you can Moisture Star, attack again a second time, they hit into it, and then you hit a, attack a third time before you get knocked out. And that that's pretty pretty good. And and it's not terrible to set up, I, I would say, also. Yeah, I think it's... So there are a few ways of setting up, right? You said Lost mm-hmm. Zones. So you can use Mirage Gate. Yeah. Uh, you you ha- can use Arceus V-Star. That's sometimes played. Uh, and you can also use Melanie. Melanie's played in most future builds, I think. Um, but you can use... You probably want to... It's probably best with Lost Zone, although Arceus is very solid as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, there are a few other ways you could go street gudra um yeah that that's pretty I, tricky though yeah i think i have i built a deck like that anyway it's not that it's not as good as lost zone you have less versatility and less consistency so that doesn't really make a lot of sense but um generally like gudra with uh with lost one's very good because mm-hmm. uh, obviously you have water energy and metal energy but it's not that hard it synergizes very well with mirage gate uh and then you can also attack with Radiant Greninja. It has very nice synergy with that because yep. Water Energy is really nice in that, in that deck. 
So I, I'm definitely a big fan of it. You're you like Duraladon, right? Um, yeah, I, I enjoy playing Duraladon. And and I feel like obviously Duraladon's tanky, but but Gudra feels more tanky. Obviously, Duraladon's immune to special energies, which is kind of nice. Uh, I mean, very nice, but right. And Duraladon uh, does more damage. That twenty extra damage does. You know, it, it can make a difference, but um, especially, you know, your ability, Gudra probably doesn't knock out the opposing V Pokemon. You have to get a choice belt on it to make that happen. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I still, I like Gudra a lot. And it gives mm -hmm. up one less prize as well, which is a pretty yes. big deal. So yeah. I, I feel like Gudra is just a very strong Pokemon. It's one of my favorites mm -hmm. um, because, like, I, I don't know, just versatile and it's... Um, I don't know. I, I like it a lot. And it also has the same energy typing as one of my um, favorite Dragon Pokemon, EDP. <laughs> yes. So, uh, although when you say that, I get uh, like post, I get, I get traumatized when I hear ADP said. But uh, you, you like to play ADP. You like being the schoolyard bully. I was end up being the the kid, the, the little kid getting picked on with with my uh, my decks with ADP, but against ADP. But that's be what it is. Um, yeah, with, with your welder decks. <laughs> exactly. The welder decks hoping, you know. If it sets up great, if not, you just one like doing, doing 300, 400 damage turn one. <laughs> All right, maybe that was a bully deck too. I I I can't argue that. Uh, the other thing, well, for two comments. One, you mentioned uh, Melanie. I it, when I've been playing the Lost Zone build, it doesn't include Melanie because you really want a Colorus Experiment, um, and then some Roxanne and, and, and Boss to kind of control things. I haven't played Melanie in that, but you could. Uh, okay. Ar Arceus build, you obviously want it because you need to. That's what you need to set up your Arceus to, to get that attack off. Um, the other other card with Lost Zone, which I know you have interest in, it doesn't get used a lot, but but Fantina, the supporter. Now you have to have ten cards in the Lost Zone, so you, you won't get there till late in the game. But honestly, you often will get to that point in in the game, and then yeah, probably it... like you could get there turn three. That's not possible. Certainly by mm -hmm. turn four. It's not. I'd say you right. probably get there in most games, unless you like completely whiff. Right. In which case, you're probably you'll have lost by turn three or four if if you're not setting up usually. Um, and and what that does, because it just doesn't see a lot of play, but it's got a lot of potential. Your your opponent, your po your Pokemon take 120 less damage from your opponent's V Pokemon. Now, obviously, that's particularly good now, while it's only V's for the multi prize Pokemon. Uh, once the EXs come out. It um it doesn't apply to that. It's only V's. It's not it's not rule box in general. But um, taking one twenty and then that doesn't get affected by gusting because one of the things against Gudra, your opponent, you want to rope the opponent's Gudra to get him out and then boss boss that one back up so you can do the full damage often to knock it out. But Fantina doesn't matter if if your active Pokemon switches or not. So it, it's a nice option is a possible add in in the Lost Zone deck. Yeah, I feel like so you always talk about that like one of the biggest vulnerabilities of the deck is that your opponent roping you, then bossing you. Yeah, I've I've never seen that happen. I don't think, and I don't think I've ever done it either. I don't think I, like it's it's pretty difficult to do. Um, um I mean, I yeah. I know I've done it against it, but it depends on the deck. Like like I'm looking at my Gruder Lost Zone deck. It plays three rope in it. Again, if you're playing a Lost Zone deck, that's more likely you could do it because you got a lot of switch. You play one of that is a lot of rope in it. So I have three ropes and three bosses. So it's not crazy that I can pull it off once in a game. I guess. I, I feel like it, it's it's pretty sketchy. Also, like Lost Zone, you're often not one-shotting them anyways. So it doesn't, yeah. doesn't really... I mean, it matters some to do a bit more damage, but it doesn't really matter for like 
you're not going to one shot them anyway. I, I think That's I feel true. like you're more you're much more likely to just get one shotted by like Evolto or something. Obviously, you can play big Parasol until that rotates, but right. Um, you know, I, I feel like I feel like you know, there are things that can go wrong. I think it's also kind of awkward to set up. Uh, it's not a f- super free energy att- uh, energy cost because you need these various types of energies. Right. So uh, I don't know. I think the deck's pretty strong though, and I, I like it a lot too. Right. It's strong. Um, the fact that dragons have a weakness is certainly a, a plus. But then, as with all the dragons, it's multiple types of energy, so it does make it more awkward. Uh, but again, this actually leans into the Lost Zone build because Mirage Gate has to be two different energy types. So a Pokemon that has this, you know, two types of energy actually works well with Mirage Gate. So it, it, it's it's better than if it's multiple of the same type, actually. Uh, yeah, that's true. I, and it's, like, clear why they came out in the same set as, like, the Lost Zone. Even though it's, it's like, very similar to um, Giratina V-Star uh, mm-hmm. in the fact that it's, like, a Dragon-type pairs with Lost Zone, except it's, like, the opposite side, I guess. Uh, Gudra's tanky, Giratina's right. does high damage. Um, I feel like, yeah. also with Gudra, it's, it's ability isn't that good. Like, in Arceus, you're definitely going to use your V-Star power to set up, mm-hmm. as opposed to... Gudra's V-Star power to heal. It it buys you an extra turn, which is nice. Sometimes it can even buy you two. But I feel like you'd rather use another V-Star power to get more value. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've, yeah, I mean, it, it's obviously designed to pair with its tankiness, with the 80 less damage. But, uh, you know, Arceus's V-Star power is so much better. Palkia with accelerating energy, much better. Um, was, uh, you know... Lugia. The, yeah, Lugia, obviously. Well, Lugia, obviously, because of Archeops, right? Without Archeops, yeah. I, I'm not sure what you'd do with it, but yeah, obviously... Lugia, I mean, Lugia's V-Star power is its whole deck, though. So. Right, and, and um, you know, there, there's a lot of, of better ones out there. You're you're right. Oh, and I was... Uh, the metal one, uh, Dialga V-Star, obviously, attacking twice, right? Way better, again, so... Yeah, but I'm thinking in, like... A Gudra deck, you might like to play. Obviously, Arceus is good in his mm-hmm. V-Star power. And then also, like, the Forest Seal Stone, I feel like could be worth it in this style of deck where you are able to set up better uh, if you played that. It might. I mean, the V-Star power does... Pr- almost all the time, you get one more turn with, that, with your V-Star. And, you know... I mean, obviously, if you use Forest Seal Stone and get to attack a turn sooner, it's kind of the same thing, right? setting up a turn sooner versus surviving extra turn there it's a close trade-off so uh you know it, it could go in the deck for sure that's not a crazy notation idea i mean obviously if you're making it the arceus build then obviously you just use arceus's ability um yeah and there is a third build which we haven't mentioned which i think which you've done used more than i have and that's in the yeah. reggie drago v-star deck yeah. oh i think there's a few other things i want to say about gudra like oh, itself okay. Because um, obviously it takes 80 less, but then there are more ways to add on additional tanking. Mm-hmm. The list I have here is actually kind of weird. Maybe, uh, but it does play Hyper Potion, so you can heal off that way. But then okay. also Crystal yep. Cave, Radiant Gardevoir. Mm-hmm. Um, you could play like Acuity. You could play V-Guard Energy. Probably not V-Guard Energy, but yep. I, I feel like it. You, know, you could play Big Trump, Big Parasol, all these things. So it gets like even more tanky. And Fantina, mm-hmm. as you said before. So I think right. Gudra is very difficult to KO. Right. So, uh, yes. Yeah. So you could lean into the tankiness, like you said, like with those ideas. Um, you know, th- that's that's the you know, I think the 200 damage is a good number. Right. It, it's strong enough to make it good, but it's not so strong. You know, if it was at 220, it probably would be too good. 
at that. It, it could potentially one-shot the other Vs, and then it could just run over things too quickly. So I think they, they've done a pretty good job designing it. Yeah, I think so. Um, but then, so with the, the Reggie Draco build, which I have played, um, with, with uh, well, Reggie Draco V-Star copies Dragon Pokemon in your discard pile. Mm -hmm. uh, of course, that would pro probably be Hisuian Gutra V-Star. It could be Giratina V-Star. It could be Draldon V-Max. Um, probably just those. Uh, it could be well, Appleton. Yeah, Appleton, right. Yeah, um, I guess that's pretty... I, I don't think I play that in my list, but... um. Yeah, and then you you have these like versatile, uh, attacking toolbox style deck, right. and you probably powered up with Arceus. Um, it's a bit of a weird deck to power up, but I feel like Gudra's probably the best attacker in that deck. Yeah, I mean, how to power up the Reggie Drago is is the tricky thing. I, I tried it a little bit, but not a lot. I mean, like the build that I have right here doesn't play Arceus, but it plays Leafeon. So especially if you go first, then you you're setting up your one Reggie Drago with uh, Leafeon's what, uh, greening cells. And does it play Dragonite in that list? Um, no, the list I have does not. Okay. Um, so but, I but, then it, like... but then it plays Gardenia's Vigor, which is another way too, right? A very... Ah. A very <laughs> you, you want to go the opposite of consistent, that's it. But, um, you know, an intriguing card, I, I, I feel like. Yeah, I think it's... I mean, it's an interesting deck. I, I enjoy the Arceus build. It's pretty consistent. You can literally just, like, Arceus all game, and it's not the end of the world. Yeah. Um, and then, like, Gudra's, like, Gudra's good in that deck, obviously. It's probably the best attack, as I said, um, because it gives you more survivability. But all the attacks are pretty all right. Um, I'm not sure if it... It doesn't have as much versatility as you'd like. Really, all of them hit around 200-something damage. So yeah. they're, it's not actually that versatile, but... Um, I, I, yeah, it's, it's probably weaker as well. You you didn't play much Reggie Drago, right? No, I did not. I mean, the w weird thing with the Reggie Drago box, usually box decks are trying to take advantage of weakness, right? To avoid weaknesses and to hit for different weaknesses. But here, they're all dragon, so they have no weakness. They hit nothing for weakness. So so the, a big part of a box deck it doesn't take advantage of. I get I feel like uh, when I think of a box deck, I think of like Mewtwo Mew or like Ditto. You use mm -hmm. one point, or even like the baby Mew from uh, uh, what's the baby Mew from? Uh, wait, the the celebrations Mew or the no, um, the Mew that copies attacks. Um, Is it fates collided, it might be. I, um, I, I don't know, I don't remember, remember you, now, but yeah, I know uh, for that Mew, Marshadow, yeah. GX, there, there are a lot, mm -hmm. and those don't. Take it well. Okay, Marshadow, you might take advantage of attack of weakness, but generally, like Mewtwo, Mew, it's not meant. It's not there for weakness. It's there to like have a variety of attacks, and you can attack with the same Pokemon, and do multiple things. Um, right, but with so. you know, but with the uh, the Marshadow GX and the Mew that copies attacks, that that would mix up your your type you'd attack with. Because usually with those, the decks I played it in, you would attack with the. Pokemon they're copying also at times. Well, you only played in Mad Party, right? Uh, yeah, you, you got me there. You got me. Yeah, but um, I I, I don't know. I, I think it's I think it's an all right deck, but it's kind of weird. But I think I think it's time to transition to our next topic. Okay. Speaking of Mad Party, would you like to introduce it? Yeah. So talking, our last topic here is decks that are rotating because we're from the time of recording, or about two and a half weeks for Scarlet and Violet dropping on live, and I believe rotation happens that same day. So you mean you mean dropping the ball on live? 
Well, uh, hopefully dropping on live in a good way that we can enjoy playing it. Hopefully not bringing the game down to a crash, but uh, time will tell there. But um, live, you know, Scarlet Vines never dropping on PTCGO. We know that part. So um, you never know. They say it's not, but <laughs> I don't think we know much at this point. Well, I mean, they've said that they can't roll things backwards and and backwards migrate, but you know, I said they may have the ability to do that. In which case, that's always a possibility, right? Yeah, but, or they um, will just not. They won't backwards migrate. You just lose your stuff. Well, you know, and honestly, they're not. Uh, they've said they're not going to. PTGO is going to exist until Live is out of beta. It may be that Live just never goes out of beta. Also, right? Yeah, I, I wouldn't. You know, who knows what's going to happen? But um, anyway, but so decks that are rotating, right? This kind of time to remember. All right, so think about our favorite decks that are, are rotating. Yeah, you, you let things off with the Mad Party comment, and that for me is one of the decks that I'm going to miss, and I certainly enjoyed playing. It was probably when I got Mad Party, that was the best standard deck that I had played up to that point as a relatively new player. And obviously Mad Party was very accessible as a budget player. You just had to open enough packs. You'd get no, almost all the cards you needed just from opening packs without making any trades. Um, and it was a very solid deck. You know, it was it had its run as probably a, a top 10 deck for a while. So um, Not that long. Well, <laughs> it... it you know, considering it was kind of a budget meme deck, it, it was it was a good budget meme deck, right? I think is fair to say. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Um, some people thought it was going to be like really good. It wasn't. It wasn't particularly good. It was always very vulnerable to a lot of things. So, um, well, it could be shut down, and and that was that was true. Um, I mean, it came out when obviously V maxes were still new, so this ability, but a, you know, the single prize deck that can certainly knock out a true prize V and, um, you know, could come close to, to one-shotting uh, the, the three prize V max. It might even be able to, if you got lucky, but you could certainly two shot it. And, and that was obviously your head to try the prize trade with that. So and I think if, I know I love mad party. I think a lot of people just have a soft spot uh, for that. Right. If people like a, a single prize deck, if they like the gimmicky thing, um, and the other thing for me is I, it was a good, a good expanded deck. It was my first good expanded deck because it was pretty cheap to get, to, to, to get again. You didn't need to add a lot of pieces. I actually got fortunate in PTCGO. I think I pulled a dowsing machine, which was really great in the deck. So that was an expensive card to have to get, but I, I got that for free there. Um, and, and, you know, it, it was a very, you know, it was a very solid top ten deck in expanded for a while too, and and that was my go-to deck for a while when um, the new new sets would drop. Right, that that's part of what we're going to miss with with PTCJ rotating. New sets would drop. You'd have that period of time when the new packs were the only prizes and events. So the Mad Party expanded was kind of my go-to deck to grind those events for that week or two period. So I played a yeah, lot of games with Mad it. Scramble to like get the stuff as soon as possible. And yes. then trade it away and then like the the servers like crash all that. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, obviously, especially then trying to load up the, the trades during that first weekend when everybody wanted stuff, sometimes you could never load the trades. It was just getting overwhelmed. So, um Anyway, certainly that I'm not going to miss part aspects of that going away with with live. But I, I I have a soft spot for Mad Party. I enjoyed it. I mean, did you like the deck by the way, or not particularly? Um, yeah, I like. I mean, it's cool. I, I like discarding. I like kind of turbo style decks. Mm -hmm. I think I I like the deck a lot less after 
after Dedenne rotated. Mm-hmm. I really enjoy like a go fast style deck. So obviously it's much slower without it's slower that Dedenne. Yeah. Um, so I, I I don't know. It was a cool deck. It was also like my one of my first decks. Um, so I, I it's cool, but um it's not my favorite deck. Actually, my my favorite deck from that set from Darkness Ablaze, because mm-hmm. uh, Mad Party I believe was in that set has to be it has to be Decidui. Uh, Decidui was like. It was. I mean, it's so good. It like carried me to. Uh, I played in the place online global championship that year, um, and I came. I came tenth because I had like auto win after auto win after <laughs> auto win. I, I think I, I think I played across. I think I played somewhere around. I played maybe nine. No, it wasn't nineteen. Uh, let's see how many games did I play over those two? Yeah, I think you yeah, played think what, nine games the first day. And I think ten rounds. Second, um, yeah, so maybe like seventeen games. And I think I hit like fourteen, fifteen auto wins, some, something like that. So yeah, that that was pretty good. I lost some of my auto wins, but uh, it was pretty good. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah, you, auto wins you don't always win. Still, that's a lesson learned. And and I'll take some credit for that. Obviously, you, you piled the deck well, but I remember that with Pog coming, um, and. And I played Luke Metal just kind of, I liked the deck, and that was kind of my last hurrah with that. But you were looking for a deck, even like the Thursday, maybe the Friday before, and you were like trying to put together a Zorark deck last minute. And I kind of was, I was like, don't do not do that, right? You, you're, you don't know, it's just too much to put together last minute. So you just kind of net deck that and just went with it without knowing much about it, really. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I stand by the fact that Zorark's very good, um, but... It, you know, it's not. Um, it 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 was. I'm not a good enough deck builder to like. I'm not like a competitive deck builder. I can get yeah. ideas together, but I can't refine. A, uh, I can kind of refine lists, but um, I can't refine a list like really quickly or anything. So, and it's not something I have a ton of practice with either. So right. I wasn't able. So if I wasn't able to get the Zorak list. Um, I think one person played Zorak. I believe Sander played Zorak, <laughs> and um, didn't do too too well in that tournament. So yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, you do better now. Yeah, I mean, you do better now building a deck quickly. But you, know, you didn't have a lot of time back it, at that point. I think the, the, that set dropped not long before the tournament. So yeah. I, I don't know if I'd be better. I'm doing at my peak then. <laughs> but Desidro is a good, a good call, good pick, and you, you know, you, you played it solid. Even though they're quote auto wins, you still have to make the right setup decisions. You can still throw a game by by making stupid decisions right so you you managed to avoid that so because yeah, i think i played i think i played very well during that tournament as well um and very like accurately right because because the decidui players did well in general but it but uh but you came in 10th and and you know most decidui players didn't fare in anywhere near as well as that so part of it may be the matchups you got but you but you made good decisions so um and so yeah so that one's got a soft spot for you for sure um a deck that I used um, in in an event with some level of success, not that level of success for sure, but as a Eternatus. I, I used that in Players' Cup 4. Actually, when Players' Cup 4 started, I actually didn't have an Eternatus deck. I didn't have all the pieces. I was playing, um, I think, Tempozard, the, the, the uh, a welder box. Um, but I, it, it was just going really inconsistent for me, as you know, welder boxes do. So I kind of paused for like a week, got together the pieces for Eternus and went in with that and things picked up. Not enough for me to, to qualify to move on, but it was by far the best deck I had played up to that point for, for quality deck. 
and a pretty straightforward deck too, I will say. But um, I, you know, that process too of you get, I think it was fifty keys, so I probably played thirty-five to forty with Eternatus. I got, you know, at a pretty high level for Eternatus, knew all the ins and outs with the deck. So definitely a deck I, I remember fondly in Eternatus. Yeah, and how did you like play that deck? Because there are a bunch of I mean, there are some different ways of playing it, right? Right. I mean, one thing now that I think about it, that was when, you know, we complained about live, but PTC Joe's had its issues. I think I, I, I grabbed the list, and I think it, it played the Hoopa, right, that swings in and does 90 for one energy. And, like, the day I got that card and got that list set to go, then they banned it in PTC Joe because it wasn't working right. I think you could always attack even if it didn't become active. So I'm, like, going, oh, what are you doing to me here? Um, but uh, I... Oh, what I ultimately ended up doing was I played uh, Hammers, uh, which is a, you know, a card I really hate, Crushing Hammer. I hate when it gets uh, used against me, but I hate using it too. But ultimately, uh, because of Turnage, you can only attach... There wasn't Dark Patch back then, so you're really... Or, or Moltres V, so you're, you're only attaching one energy per turn, basically. So it would set up slowly. So some Hammers to slow down your opponent early really helped the deck. So Hammers... Um, and then the Hoopa. Oh, there's another atta secondary attacker also. Oh, Yvaltal. Yvaltal. Yes, yeah. Yeah, Yvaltal. Um, it wasn't that good. <laughs> no, no. But uh, I think I ha at least I know I had it at one point. I don't remember if it stuck in. And obviously the Crobats. Um, and I don't remember you the... Play Goons, I'm assuming, too, right? That oh, was yeah. Like, yes. Played four Goons in every list, probably. Probably four. Yeah, I would think four Goons. Um, so they must have probably had some Nets and uh, whatever trainers assortment of trainers um was hiding dark out at that point or no oh yeah adding dark was in the same set as eternus okay so you so probably play that you might have played peers too who knows <laughs> i like peers that's one of our great debates right i i like i as, you know I, i've played a lot of eternus i always feel like hey peers searches for a dark pokemon very good um but it searches for any energy right and i and i do like having the hiding dark but in a you know eternus you can get your eternus out of the active if it's getting damaged before it gets knocked out because it wasn't getting one shot back then um so you could get it out of the active send up another one so uh hiding dark was good so peers i think was really good in the deck um but I, a lot of people didn't play it so maybe i overestimated I'll, I'll you know i'll admit that's a possibility yeah as i said i i think peers is good in some decks, but not Eternus. <laughs> I, I like it in like Urshifu. Uh, there's like an Ice Rider deck that played it. I think I think Piers makes sense in that deck. Um, but you know, we we have we have differing opinions on the card at least. Yeah, I, I mean at times you'd play it like if people would play an Urshifu without playing a dark Pokemon, right? Just because they had it was the only way to search for a special energy, which I, it seemed a bit odd. The people would do that, and yet somehow I was wrong to play it in a dark deck when I could actually search for the Pokemon too, but whatever. Um, that's, a, that's a debate for another day. But yeah. um, I guess another, because we're, we're just talking about Darkness of Blaze, because Darkness of Blaze was like really good. So um, yeah. another deck I liked from that uh, set, uh, I guess I didn't play it right when it came out. It was debatably the best deck in format. It won the Pseudo Worlds, the Pog Championship that year, um, was Vikival. With, mm. with Pikachu and Zekrom, but I played it like Vikavolt V, uh, which item locks, also pairing it with Inteleons and some suited control aspect cards. I think that's really fun. Just item locking your opponent and like damaging them and annoying them and winning. Uh, I, I'm not like, you know, I, I like um, like annoying decks some as well. 
-hmm. and I think that uh, Vikavolt's like Vikavolt's an annoying deck, and one that's it's straightforward to play, but still fun. Right, and and you know with some of these as we're talking about, um, you know Vikavolt's still obviously very strong today. Eternus has made a comeback. Uh, Mad Party's obviously fallen off to Oblivion, I, I and uh, Sidious not particularly strong now. Right, you have Mill Tank, which is just generally just better because it's a basic. So some yeah. some things last, some things don't. Yeah, the multiprizers apparently last. Uh, yes, there is that, and and then we could go on a rant about power creep, I guess, for the rest of the podcast. But we, I think, we'll avoid that. Um. So talking about a multi-prizer here, one which I've enjoyed playing, which you, which you have never liked, uh, is uh, Delmai's VMAX. Um, one of the, the grass Pokemon that's, uh, you know, it, it's okay, right? It's not great, but it was a fun, a fun one with what the um, Rillaboom that... Uh, um, so it accelerates two, right. right, to get it set up. I'm they're trying to call up the Delmice here to read it off. So the the Delmice VMAX, um it's You're uh, struggling on, on live there. I well, I'm, I'm struggling. My spelling is letting me down, okay? Uh, to, uh, to, I, I the D followed by the H. I, I was I was missing that. So and I do like the card. I see this giant anchor here, which is just kind of an absurd Pokemon, but it, it makes it kind of fun here. The retreat cost of three, that's not good. Um but Max Anchor does 240 damage for three energy. You had the Rillaboom to get the energy set up. Um, they couldn't use Max Anchor attack the next turn. Um, sometimes I think I, I use Memory Capsule to attack with the V for 200 damage, which isn't bad. But then as the game went on, Swinging Chain, it did 30 damage to one of your opponent's Pokemon. So you got hit to the bench if you wanted to. 30 damage per grass energy attached to this Pokemon. So that was just often a really good way to do some big damage late in the game or clean up Pokemon on the bench that they retreated off you didn't that you hadn't knocked out. So it was a, a solid deck and, and one I enjoyed playing for sure. Yeah, that's I think it's a bit more of a I, I that deck wasn't that strong, I don't think. It, I mean, it was it not as good as, as Eternatus and it wasn't as good as Mad Party either. I you know. Yeah. Nor as good as Vikavolt or or the situation. Yeah. Yeah. But I think uh, spread's interesting, uh, and I'll talk about one of my favorite spread decks, which is also annoying. Um, it, it's Dragapult. I think Dragapult VMAX is, like, mm -hmm. super fun. I'm, okay, it's pretty fun to play. There are times it's kind of fallen off because its damage output's relatively low, but it was really the first VMAX that, like, was good. Um, and it's, it's fun. You play it with the... I played it with the Intellion engine, and it just... It's interesting being able to, like, spread damage counters around. Um, it's pretty... A very, like, simple attacker. It's mm -hmm. It's... Like Eternus, except you don't need eight bench Pokemon, so it's, it's pretty nice. Um, and it, you know, it, it obviously fares very badly against Eternus, but uh, yeah, overall, it's a it's a pretty fun, pretty fun uh, attacker to use. I mean, you, you used it and, and enjoyed it. I didn't use get it as quick as early on as you did. And honestly, when I played it, it tends to, I I find it just doesn't work for me because you have to get a Dragapult V down turn one. And for some reason, I couldn't usually do that. Or if I did, I couldn't attach an energy. So you have to have two energies. You have to get That's two energy. like every deck. In the I game, know, though. except it never worked for Dragapult for me, which doesn't make sense because you have the um, fog crystal. You have, exactly. You have more yeah. than I any know you deck. do, but honestly, like only seemed like twenty five percent of the time it would set up on turn one for me. So then I felt like I had lost the game before at the end of my first turn. And of course, it was good for that one set, but then they, you know. 
people you invest your resources to get it and then they make a turn that just wipes it out so pokemon kind of you know they did that game there i mean it got it was like very i didn't play it right when it came out i played it later um like a few sets later mm -hmm. um and then it, and then it was a battle. it was it was a solid counter to urshifu yes um and also just it, it like became more viable as the meta kind of revolved around mm -hmm. um and even now it's not that good now but um there's a time when it was very solid especially at countering Italian engines because you can kind of play Sawals. That's the time where people are debating which, like, Sawal was better. Right. I mean, because, you know, Dragapult, it does 130. It places five damage counters, which is nice, but 130 is for the main part of the damage, and that's obviously real slow. So it was a kind of a counter attacker in there. So um, I know yeah. you, you certainly like that. Um I'm going to talk about a deck that, that we both played in the one in the thus far only IRL event we went to, a standard IRL event we went to, um, in that we brought we both used the, the Inteleon VMAX deck, right? Because there was the League Battle deck that was out at the time, so it was very obtainable. And it was, a, you know, an okay card. Not right the not the Rapist deck Inteleon that, that was, was, was probably stronger, but... The, for Rebel Clash, so 320 HP. The max bullet, the main attack, takes three energy uh, to do 160. Threes obviously was tough to get on it, and then it did 160 to the actives and 60 to a bench Pokemon. So the damage output was okay. Not great, but certainly okay. But then three energy, it was, it was just tough to set up. But that, with the Inteleon engine, you made it like an okay option, I guess, is what I'd say. And because we took it to the event, I certainly put in a lot of time on PTCGO with the deck, both preparing for the event and then afterwards trying to refine the deck list. And I imagine you put in time also on online with the deck too. Yeah, I did. I played it in like an online tournament as well, and it did really well. And then this was an, like, as I said, our only IRL event. Um, mm -hmm. We don't spend big money on it. So this was a very affordable deck, but yeah. pretty much we were outclassed. Um, so we, like, yeah. the other, so I believe this was post, I, I don't remember, but it was some, it, it was much, like an, I think the best decks were Urshfu and Calyrex, and neither of us had that. Um, right. And Urshfu is obviously pretty much a directly better deck than uh, Inteleon. Certainly, there are some differences, but mm -hmm. um, so yeah, that that was like very common. Shadow Rider was very common, uh, and it's not like he couldn't beat those decks, but it was it was difficult. Right. You had to get a lucky, and and um, yeah, it was like uh, when those uh, that that set had just dropped and, and obviously there's the ice rider which wasn't as popular at first but ice rider when you compare it to inteleon ice rider is just similar but just better too yeah well i actually no i believe it was when evolving skies dropped so no one but oh. no one played any evolving skies deck so um okay yeah that was it was kind of weird i don't i don't i guess no one like had them i think it was like literally like i don't know if it was the day it dropped it was very soon and like no one had it so it was, it was kind of pointless but um, I think yeah, it, was it was the weekend after it was like it was available in stores the packs like the Thursday or Friday before because we played the pre-release the weekend before at our local store which is the type one IRL event we've done and then we went out to that uh, standard event. Yeah. Okay. okay. So I think the so, cards had been out for like two days or something. So there wasn't yeah, much so of it. No one like had them. Um, no. Which is, uh, but you know, I, I I obviously also played that. Um, it was a cool deck. It was cooler pre-rotation, honestly. Um, it just worked yeah. better, I think, and it was more fun. Mm -hmm. But um, and then I guess there are a few other decks I played um, that I enjoyed. I'm gonna miss one of them. Is uh, has to be has to be control. Um, <laughs> control isn't 
completely gutted with the rotation. And it's retaining some aspects, but you're losing a few important cards. Notably, I'm really sad that you're losing Snorlax uh, mm -hmm. with Gormadize and also yeah. Glare and Meowth to be able to discard cards from your hand. Right. So now you, you're like drawn for controls drastically reduced. Um, mm -hmm. You're forced to do stuff like Rotom, and like no one wants to use Rotom, so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I mean, Snorlax with Gormadize is just a tremendous card to help set up. Even for non control decks, sometimes play it just right, uh, kind of get something on the bench, some energy on it, throw out the Snorlax and start and just get set for the next turn. Um, and obviously, great for control. Um, so yeah, yeah. There's there's some good pieces for control going now. Most of the rest of us that don't play control will not are not sad that these cards are going. But I, I understand. You're not you. worried though. Crushing Hammer is not. <laughs> I know. I was concerned that they weren't going to reprint it, right? Because it was a D block, right? And but they decided to reprint it, so we wouldn't yeah. lose it. So, um, yeah, that that's really unfortunate. But the one card that they reprinted that I am excited about, which you don't care about, is Pokey Gear. I, I really I enjoy that card too much. I know, but you know, it's one of those things. I look at that as it can be its own engine to me. So, uh, but you know, not a good, not a good engine. But you know, it, it, you see, some, you see some cards. Yeah, and I think there's one more deck we have to talk yeah, about. Yeah, I right? have. Uh, well, I, one that I'll mention briefly is the Zashin Zamazenta, which is kind of post rotation. It was um, obviously it was in ADP potentially, and I played um, Luke Metal, which which was Luke Metal with Zashin Zamazenta. So it kind of was the poor man's uh, Luke Metal post-rotation because obviously uh, Luke Metal itself was gone but Zashian obviously was a good attacker Zamazenta to be tanky um, obviously Metal Saucer to set things up so it was you know it was an okay option is what I'll say not not the best but you know Zashian was a tremendous card when it first came out and, and you know his state is a very solid card the whole time yeah um uh, yeah, I guess so. Um, <laughs> what? It's still good, right? I mean, hey, Dialga's still okay, and obviously it needs Zacian to make it. I don't it know happen. if it needs Zacian. Well, we'll Dialga's find out. Either. No, it's not. I think not. Dialga needs Metal Saucer. I don't think Dialga needs well, Zacian. Yeah, I guess you just want the Zacian maybe for like your first turn, and after that, you, you, you'd like to just scoop it up and get it out of the way. Yeah, it has a little bit of value in that deck, but it's not <laughs> that good. Um, but then. The last deck yeah. that I, you and I have both played, um, and we, we both play some, I guess, mm -hmm. the Pokemon, but Galarian Weezing from, well, originally, a, what was it, Rebel Clash, I think, uh, but that, but it came out in Shining, it was reprinted in Shining Face, very importantly, with the coughing, right. with its Ascension attack, allowing you to get into it turn one, going second, which was super strong, meaning that yes. before your opponent had a chance to evolve, you could always get a Weezing up, um, and it's just very like good mm -hmm. uh and then we paired it with sableye that was the build um and it was very fun uh being able to like wheezing lock them up do some combos using teleon to um pink damage you could even pair it with metacham v i always loved that mm -hmm. um we could metacham v to ko them and then go back into the wheezing before they had a chance to do anything else Right. Um, yeah, with the Italian engine, it let you access the pieces you want because you, you kept your abilities, your opponents not doing much. Um, now, the problem with the Sableye, which, which that was the way it was played there early, early on for sure. Sableye would get its one attack, but it, its, its HP was pretty low, so then it would usually get knocked out immediately after. So you often wanted to just use it to win the game or knock out a, th a three-prizer because you're giving up two prizes the next turn. Um, yeah, but you'd be able to do that, certainly. 
Yes, you would. Now, I'll say two things, one of which you won't like. And, and when I played it, I would then certainly be tempted to put a peers in because I would want to get that hiding dark onto the wheezing so I could retreat it back for the save lie. You don't like that, I, I know. Um, but then the other thing is with the wheezing decks in general, there's a bit of you throw the wheezing out and you kind of hope that your opponent can't get around it, which probably half the time they can't. But, um, you know, if your opponent can work, get around the wheezing set up its attacker and knock out, you, you would find yourself in trouble too. Yeah, I think so. There are like various ways of playing it. And also I remember the big debate was, is Weezing Sailor better or is Hoopa Moltres better? Um, mm -hmm. People like argued about that, even though they're pretty much the same deck. Uh, so that was kind of <laughs> funny. Uh, and eventually they like yeah. became the same deck, um, but they pretty much played the same anyway. It right. was kind of funny. But you, you could still have options of Galarian Moltres late game, uh, Glare and Moltres provide the same value as Sableye, and then Hoopa provide the same value as Weezing. They're slightly different, obviously, but um, yeah. yeah. But yeah, but Weezing's been a good card. You know, it's always fun to shut down your opponents and, and putting uh, four poison counters on between at the end between every turn. Certainly, it adds up quickly. And, and obviously, Weezing's still around. Obviously, it, it's kind of keeping Eternus going today. So uh, a strong card for sure. Yeah, and obviously, although like Weezing's rotating, Vikevolt's rotating, I do not worry. There are there's a new ability lock card getting printed <laughs> in the next set. There's a new item lock card being printed in the next set. So those won't be going away anytime soon, um, as in like not for another three years. So yeah, that's fun. Yeah, now control ability lock, it, you know, it's it's never gonna fully go away, right? Pokemon kind of, I think they kind of hate control decks because it makes it unpleasant, but yet they they keep making the cards they make it viable too. So. Um, that's just what it is. Yeah, but what what do you think you're like? What deck are you gonna miss the most? What's your like favorite deck that's rotating? The deck that I enjoyed the most back when it was was solid was, was Mad Party. It was just a fun deck, you know, the single prize kind of semi meme type decks. You know, I I, I just like that, and uh, you know, a lot of people do. So now it's been a yeah. long time since I could really play Mad Party because you know talking about. Preparing for this video, I, I put together a Mad Party deck, tried it a few times, and it just has gone nowhere, right? It's just not good enough for anything, but it's just a fun deck when it's working. How about for you? Uh, yeah, I've got to, I've got to go with, with my boy Decidueye, uh, yep. a deck that's carried me. Um, it's like an easy deck. It's a fun deck, and then you like make these like – it still requires skill, though. Um, mm -hmm. You need to target down the right things. Uh, you often like – know the matchup much better than your opponent too so you're yeah. like planning around things that they're never ever going to do so it's it's kind of fun in that regard um but yeah it's it's certainly you know it's a, it's probably the best stage two deck we've seen in a while like this actually a stage yeah. two uh like italian yeah. doesn't exactly count like our jobs doesn't count um but right. yeah i i really loved it yeah i mean yeah that's probably this whole block i can't think of another stage two that's been viable hopefully yeah. you know Obstagoon maybe it was viable but um, not for that yeah. long. Yeah, li yeah, it was briefly, right? But For um, like one set. Yeah. Like two or three, maybe. Yeah, so ho hopefully with the EXs, that opens up again, but we'll see. Um, but yeah, so Weezing, a very good choice there. So you want to uh, cl cl bring us bring us home with the podcast here? Yeah, sure. So um, uh, obviously, we hope you enjoyed. Um, and if you're watching this on YouTube, it'd be really interesting. Obviously, we want to hear your feedback in the comments. Also, if you enjoyed it, leave a like. Uh, and subscribe, check out Kentai's and Uncommon Fossil. There should be links to both the channels. Um, and if you're listening to this on a different platform, 
Uh, feedback's appreciated. Uh, I don't know if we could, we'll actually be able to see the feedback. Um, hopefully we can, though. Uh, but yeah, we hope you enjoyed. And we're excited to see you next time. Take care.